We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to share with you on the subject of God's willingness through faith. God's willingness through faith. There are some things that God will not do other than through faith. That's the only way you can get into it. And one of those things that you can't enter into without faith is the grace of God. But I want us to see some things about faith. I want us to see some things about the grace of God. And I want us to see some things about the gift of grace. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 1. I want to read verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now I want you to listen to what the writer is saying here. Without faith it is impossible to please Him, which is referring to God. You can't please God without faith. Now, one of the reasons that you can't please God without faith is because God is never pleased if we don't enter into the provisions that God has made for us. God has made abundant provisions for us. But without faith, we can't enter into them because there's some things that you just cannot enter into without faith. Now, one of those things is salvation. God has abundantly provided for mankind deliverance, salvation, healing, and all that he has need of. It's abundantly provided. Jesus of Nazareth sacrificed himself, became the Lamb of God to redeem mankind and take the sins of the world upon himself. But unless you believe it, unless you enter into the provision that God has made through faith, then it'll be to you as though it never happened. See, these things don't happen just because they're in the Bible. Now, sometimes people say, well, you know, if it's God's will for me to be saved, well, one of these days, I guess there'll just be a streak of light come and hit me like it did the Apostle Paul, or Saul of Tarsus. He later became the Apostle. But no, not necessarily so. Probably not. That's the only man that I know that it came that way. In fact, he didn't get saved there when that light struck him. <laughs> he didn't get saved until he was gone into Damascus. It was after that they came and prayed for him. Ananias came and prayed for him that the scales dropped from his eyes. But here's the point that I wanted to get over to you in this. The fact that these things don't happen just because it's the will of God. Just ask yourself this, is it God's will that all be saved? Certainly it is. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish. But ask yourself this question, is there any perishing? There's multitudes perishing. So it's not going to happen just because God's made provision for it. People are not going to be saved or delivered from sin just because Jesus became the supreme sacrifice and paid the penalty for sin. See, there must be some action on that. And here we read in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, that without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, 
Notice, not just believe that he is God, but believe that he is. Now, the word is is a present tense word, isn't it? It's in the now. How many of you believe God's in the now? <laughs> he is. He's not a has-been. He is. He said, I am. I am is present tense, isn't it? So we must believe that God is and something else, that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now notice that it didn't say that He is the destroyer or He is the one that's sending trials and troubles. It says He is the rewarder. Now there's a lot of dear people, bless their darling confused hearts that believe that God is the one sending them problems and troubles in life. But you know, if we'd read John 10.10 and get a good understanding of that, that's the dividing line of the Bible. Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come, he says, that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Now listen to it. He said that you might have life and it more abundantly. He didn't say that you might have trials and troubles and them more profoundly. <laughs> but yet from the way some people talk and the way they act, you'd think that's what the Bible said. That Jesus came to bring us more trials and more troubles to somehow through the problems of life that we would be more like Jesus. There's always people talking about the wilderness experience. Well, you know, they'll say God led the children of Israel into the wilderness. Well, he didn't intend for them to stay there. And people say, well, you know, you learn things in the wilderness. Yeah, you'll learn to stay out of the wilderness. <laughs> Somebody said, yes, but it makes you stronger. Well, now, wait a minute. Let's check up on that. Did it make the children of Israel stronger? No, it killed them. It'll kill you if you stay there long enough. It wasn't the will of God that they spend 40 years in the wilderness. You know why they spent 40 years in the wilderness? Because they disobeyed God. All that doubted God died in the wilderness. But there was old Joshua and Caleb. Now you talk about holding fast to a confession. They held fast to their confession for 40 years. We're well able to take the land. Let us go in at once. They had to wander in the wilderness till all the doubters died. I tell you, wilderness experiences will kill doubters. <laughs> but now you can go through a wilderness experience and come out strong and in faith, but you don't have to stay there 40 years. God will lead you out of the wilderness. I've got good news for you. He wants you out of there. Praise God. Now, let's notice something here. He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now, God has provided some things for us that we can enter into through faith. Come back down to verse 1 here in chapter 11 of Hebrews. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things. Now, we could say it's the raw material. It's the raw material that the things we hope for is made of. It is the evidence of things not seen. It is not the evidence of things seen. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now, this is where a lot of people miss it. They say, well, if I, when I see it, I'll believe it. 
Well, the Bible says that believing is seeing. Does it say that? <laughs> no. It doesn't say that in so many words, but that is the indication of the Scripture. See, people say seeing is believing, but the Bible says believing is seeing. See, faith always sees. Faith always knows. Somebody said, Brother so-and-so just has blind faith. Well, he's going to be in trouble if he's got blind faith. Because faith, the faith of God is never blind. Faith always sees. It's like a radar on an airplane. It sees through the storm. It sees what's on the other side. It not only knows the storm is there, it knows what's on the other side of it. And you know, when you know how it's going to all turn out, the storm doesn't matter too much, does it? And that's what faith does. It sees through the storm. Faith is the substance of things. Well, now, what things is faith the substance of? It's the substance of the things that God has provided for us. See, things hoped for. Now, what do we hope for? Well, we ought to be hoping for what God promised us. Isn't that right? Now, when you start talking about receiving things by faith, sometimes people get all uptight. They're just afraid you're going to bankrupt God with your faith. <laughs> you're going to believe for something God doesn't want you to have. Well, we're talking about the things that God's promised us. You enter into these things by faith, through faith. That's the avenue that you enter into them. Now, you notice in verse 3, it says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, he's just simply saying that the things that God created the worlds was not made out of something that you could see, the thing that God used to create the worlds. You can't see faith. It's a spiritual force. It comes from the Word of God. Faith in God comes by hearing the Word of God. Now, God's Word is filled with faith. How many of you know that? Amen. Say it with me. God's Word God. is filled with faith. If I am filled with the Word of God, I am filled with faith. So if I have no faith, I have no Word. If I have Word, I have faith. How many of you have faith? <laughs> Praise God. Well, now, that's true, isn't it? God's Word is filled with faith, and somebody says, well, I just don't have any faith. Well, that means you don't have any Word in you. God's Word is filled with faith. Don't worry so much about faith. Just worry, don't worry at all. <laughs> Scratch that off the tape. Just get filled with the Word of God, and you won't have to worry about faith. Thank God. Can you see that? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all of this week, we have the CD offer number 7316. It's entitled, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Did you know there's a new covenant and there's an old covenant? Well, I know you did, but you need to be reminded of it because in Romans, the third chapter, Paul is quoting an Old Testament scripture. He said, there is none righteous, no, not one. He goes on and talks about some other things that is in the old covenant.
Then in verse 19, he gives you understanding of the matter. Now we know what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Well, certainly there are some righteous today. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You see, Paul is using an Old Testament scripture to bring you into the law of faith. And in verse 27, he says, Where is boasting then is excluded by what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Then in verse 31, he says, Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Now, what law is he establishing? Certainly not the law of the old covenant. He's establishing the law of the new covenant. And that is the law of faith. Paul says in the 8th chapter of Romans, the carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God. What law is he talking about? The law of faith. You can't operate in the law of faith in the carnal mind. It'll shut you down. It'll give you a headache. You can't believe with your head what you can believe with your heart. That's offer number 7316, Faith, the Law of the New Covenant. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.